0: They're going to die, f-ing, I swear.
1: They're going to be sick, I swear. They're going to die a miserable death. I mean that. Pure evil. That's how one of Philip O'Shea's victims has described him. He's the monster of romance.
0: He was throwing me compliments about this, that and the other. He would say, oh, you were so beautiful. Then I became threatening. I was absolutely petrified. I was left in the position where he was putting the strings and I was barely holding on.
1: A catfisher whose charm quickly turns to cruelty.
2: He went from this protector to a predator very quickly. If you don't make a sexual video for me, I'm going to put your sexual messages our conversations online. I'm going to give you a countdown right now.
1: And he has dozens of victims.
2: They don't know where he would have stopped. His behaviour had escalated. He was texting women saying... Petrol bombs are wonderful surprises. He was texting a young woman, I'm going to murder you.
1: In the first part of a two-part series, we bring you the story of how Shea used social media to contact vulnerable women before viciously turning on them.
2: The sexual videos is what you would call sextortion. And normally with sextortion, you would have a request for money. He never asked for money.
1: In some cases, sending compromising photographs to their parents and children.
2: Those women were getting telephone calls from family, from friends, from social services. He had already posted everything online.
1: In other cases, stalking them in their own homes.
2: I spoke to a mother of five in County Armagh. She got a text message one night from him saying, I'm parked down the bottom of your road. Looked out her window and she said, he looked back at me, I could see these eyes, these evil eyes, and she said it just clicked on me.
1: I'm joined by Sharon O'Neill from the Sunday Life. Sharon, once again, you're very welcome to the Bell Tale. Thanks, Kieran. I'm not 100% sure if I know what catfishing is.
2: Well, I didn't really either whenever I started out on this, but I'll boil it down very simply. It's an online thing and it's when somebody uses, it's very simple, it's when somebody uses a fake identity to pretend to look for love online. So it's really somebody using a fake picture and a fake persona to pretend to look for love. And that's it in a nutshell.
1: we're speaking about an individual today who has been described as an absolute animal and is pure evil. And his name is Philip O'Shea. Who is he?
2: Well, until about two weeks ago, I had no idea who this guy was. No one in Northern Ireland knew who this guy was. We now know who he is. We only found out on Monday when he was jailed for... Total, he was sentenced for a total of eight years. He is originally from across the border in Kilkenny. He is 32 years of age. He used the cover of the COVID pandemic to move up to Northern Ireland in May 2020. So nobody knew about him, nobody heard of him here. He was unknown, not known to the authorities. He was, and we'll return to this later on, known to the authorities in the South, okay? But he wasn't wanted. So he came up here. He had a drink problem. And he was preying on vulnerable women online.
1: Just to set the scene here before we move on to what he he was actually doing. I mean, there's a picture of him. And anyone can see that in the physical copy of The Sunday Life or on our online copy. He's he's no looker for a start, in my opinion at least. And I take it that he he, he you, you you said a series of fakes that he would have used other photographs, and certainly he used a variety of names. And I and I bring that up just in case people have had some sort of dealings with him and don't realise. <laughs>
2: Yes, well, he didn't use, his real name was uh, Philip O'Shea and he lived in Bushrise in Mills. He used a variety of names, Karen, and a variety of faces. Now, some he would have used models' faces and he would have nicked somebody's face. It could have been your face. It could have been your brother's face. It could have been my brother's face uh, off their Facebook page. Now, he would have used fake names like James Kerr, Philip Devine, Purely one called James, David Carson, Kieran Smith, or even a play in his own name, Fred O'Shea. He was very tech savvy. So, what he was able to do was look through. I mean, he had, didn't really have a job per se, okay? So, he did this 24 7. He was obsessed by this. So, you can imagine someone sitting in a room on their own going through everything online in an obsessive way. He was trawling through all these women's Facebook accounts, WhatsApp accounts, going through their families, their friends, looking at their likes, their dislikes. He was contacting them via different names. When they didn't pick up, he could see what they didn't like, what they liked what they responded to, what they didn't respond to, various pictures. So that's how he got an in with these women. And we're not talking about, I mean, I I spoke there about vulnerable women. And I don't mean that in a sense, the pandemic had a huge effect on us all. So we're talking about women who, we all have low points in life. These were women who were going through tough times at that particular time, During 2020, we're in a period of lockdown. Nobody was going out. Nobody was interacting. Nobody was going out in the street talking to neighbours. Nobody was dating. It was a very difficult time. Some of these women had lost uh, loved ones during that time. Some of them had uh, gone through breakups. Some of them were in abusive relationships. So you had this guy online, seeing all this through discussions with their friends. So picking up... I mean, he was pretty cute at what he was doing, what he was seeing. He could see these women, women's vulnerabilities, and he reached out.
1: Philip O'Shea exists as a real person and and now a real inmate. But he, he set up this variety of fake accounts, fake, fake identities. Would he have needed to befriend these women first on social media, and in particular Facebook? Or did he, was he able, in many cases, I suppose, to see this? Because I'm wondering, how did he choose his victims? How did he identify people?
2: Well, he was able to, obviously, there's a certain amount that's public here. And so you can go through that and you can pick who you like. It's like it's like anything in life. And so he would give it a go. He would try and reach out to somebody and say, if you get A phone call, for instance, and it doesn't have a name that comes up, you reject that phone call. If you get a picture of someone that pops up in your friend request in Facebook that perhaps it's just an aesthetic thing that you perhaps don't like, don't like the look of, you reject it. So it was a, a bit of a play on that. And he tried, tried again. And when he got a bit of success, he got in there.
1: So he's in there. For some reason, he's chosen a victim. He he has some sort of response. Then what does he do? Because this is the part of the story which I know is true and yet is somehow almost unbelievable. So what? how would he have proceeded at that point? You've replied to him.
2: Well, he's very nice. He's charming. He reaches out in the way that comes across as the least defensive at all. It's what you call online now, love bombing, you know? So you're at that point, you're at a low point, you have somebody saying, it must be, you're going through a hard time, I'll support you, all those words that you want to hear, you know, the buzzwords that you hear in your head, you know, I'll support you, I'll look after you, you'd be perfect for me, anything I can do for you, all the words that, you know, tap into that, subconscious in your head and he was really it's full on stuff Kieran and I'll protect you and he does this for you know a full week and you know the person feels reassured on the other end the person thinks yeah I think I'll give this Philip O'Shea a go I'll accept him as a friend and they click he's a friend on Facebook and things then quickly turn sexual.
1: Okay. I just, I just wonder, I know there are people listening and they're thinking, wow, you know, you're contacted by someone who's a randomer, as they say, someone, as we now know, this is a fake identity, who's contacted you and you're having a bit of fun. I, I think that most people are assuming that they, at this point, would say when things turn very quickly sexual, that they would go, get away on of that, we you now? But that's, that's, not, that's not what happened in many, many cases.
2: No, and, you know, I've spoken to a lot of these women now and, you know, they would say, look, I'd be the last person you'd think that would fall for this, but it happened and I'd be the first person to say, if you think it's too good to be true, Yes, it is, but you know when you feel a particular way at a th- certain time, you fall for it, and that is the bottom line. And it was a particularly bad time for a lot of people, and they fell hook, line, and sinker for it.
1: And I suppose that's the explanation as you give. There was a bit; it was a particular time in terms of of, of life uh, across the world. It was COVID. Uh, he had identified people who were at a particular time in their life uh, and also he had and does have presumably a particular talent which he has not used productively or, 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 or for any good reason but he does have this ability to charm people even with just words uh, and that, that's, that's basically how he did it. Can I ask, did he meet anybody in person in physically?
2: This is the thing. Karen he didn't, which is quite remarkable. It's actually quite staggering. He did not meet anybody in person. He almost did. The only time he... He came close to meeting somebody at a garage and that person only saw his face for about 10 seconds and reported him to police, his car to police. And that's whenever he was actually stalking one of his younger victims. And she thought, that's the guy who's been bombarding me online, that's him that's Philip O'Shea, so he didn't and everything was done under the cover of social media
1: Now the victims and again I, I suppose I'm, I may be labouring this point, but again I just, I just know that people are saying Oh, for God's sake. You know what I mean? And they're assuming it wouldn't be them. Can, you, can we say more about the victims? Because there are 29 women involved in this that we know about. Uh, and I think we can assume with near 100% certainty that there are many more victims of Philip O'Shea out there that aren't aware of that, and maybe they'll become aware of that uh, as a result of this, this podcast. Did they have anything in common apart from this vulnerability or did, in terms of age, background?
2: No, it's how he did it, Kieran, I think, is is the, the best way. It's how this catfish hooked them in, and it's how quickly he turned from, you know, being the man of their dreams as they thought it to being the absolute man of their nightmares. What he did was he went from this protector to a predator very quickly and he bombarded them with love messages, love bombing them they exchanged then sexual messages then he made demands for sexual videos, all of this within the space of a few hours right? then he threatened them if you don't make a sexual video for me, I'm going to put your sexual messages our conversations online. I've got your cousins, your sisters, your parents, social services. I'm going to put everything online, on Facebook right now. I'm going to give you a countdown right now. I mean, I'm talking as quickly as what he was telling them. So imagine you're that other person online right now. Imagine the panic you're sitting there feigning that person. So he was going, you've got 10 minutes, nine, eight, seven. 8,
1: but, but Sharon, y- y- you have, say you're an individual, you've exchanged mildly embarrassing sensual or sexual content with a stranger on Facebook who your family don't know either and he's threatened to, to you know, I, I think that, from my point of view, from this safe sanctuary of this studio, that I think, well, surely the last thing I would do was would be to make this a awful lot worse by sending pictures of myself, you know, uh, of a sexual nature, because we know what once those things are just, you know, created electronically. You know, they're they're practically you can never destroy it, them all.
2: But what he did, Kieran, was before you could even think about that, before you could even from the safe sanctuary of where you're sitting, could even think about I can't send the you know these videos, this would be too much. this is a step too far. Those sexual conversations in the text messages had already been posted online. Those women were getting telephone calls from family, from friends, from social services. He had already posted everything online. They were petrified. And he was making more demands.
1: We just listened to some of the comments that... uh the victims have made. Now, these aren't the victims' voices that we're going to hear. These are uh, the voices of colleagues of ours who we've asked uh, to act these roles, Uh, but we think it is important to hear what they said. And Obviously, the impact is huge.
0: He was throwing me compliments about this, that and the other. The attention was giving me a boost. Your dopamine levels are up. He seemed lovely, but now I know it was love bombing. He would say, oh, you're so beautiful. I can't believe you've been through hell, all this kind of stuff. He said, if you don't send me this, I'm going to put the conversations all over Facebook. And I said, why would you do that? It began just not as blackmail, but as mental torture. If I didn't do what he wanted, he was going to let everyone know what I would be ashamed of. He was shaming me as a power trip. Then he was contacting relations of mine to find out more about me, so that he could play the game better than I ever could have imagined. Then it became threatening. And at the time, because of where my head was at, I was absolutely petrified calling myself silly as to how I could possibly get involved in something like this. Then it was the videos after that, if I didn't do this and he was going to do that, and my fear factor won out at the time. I was left in the position where he was pulling the strings. At the time I was barely holding on. Prison's too good a place for someone like him. He is an animal, an absolute animal.
1: Another said it was horrendous. I was scared the threats were the hardest involving my life my children I mean the, he he was vicious extremely vicious
2: he was and I spoke to police about this and a senior officer close to the investigation who is works in cl- child protection said that he has never come across a case like this Karen he's come across it in relation to children where Predators demand children hand over images, but has not come across a case like this where men have asked adults to do it, not in a case like this in relation to a catfish. And he says that this is because crime in Northern Ireland is changing and people, the way people are having relationships. Are changing. Gone are the days where, you know, you'd meet somebody in a pub or you'd meet them out on a night out or in a nightclub or something like that. Everybody's meeting people online and they don't really know who they're interacting with, who, you know, the person is on the other end of uh, that post. This is a case that they were even staggered by, staggered by the scale of it. And actually what they said was... That uh, they don't know what the end game was here. If he had not been caught, they don't know where he would have stopped, and that is the bottom line, because he had his behaviour had escalated. He was texting women saying mm-hmm. petrol bombs are wonderful surprises. Mm-hmm. He was texting a young woman, "I'm going to murder you."
0: You're I swear, they're going to be six foot under, right beside him, a dirty,
1: fat. I swear, they're going to die a miserable death. I mean that. Coming up in the second part of the Monster of Romance podcast, how Philip O'Shea went from online to real life stalking, and how he got caught. (laughs) He.
2: Filmed one, leaving the bin out, and sent her a copy of the tape. Another woman, I spoke to a mother of five in County Armagh. She got a text message one night from him saying, I'm parked down the bottom of your road. Looked out her window, and she said, he looked back at me. I could see these eyes, these evil eyes. And she said, it just clicked on me. It's him. He was outside.